<laughs> Hello, Mr. California. You look why, like. Why am I Mr. California? Because you look like California right now. You got your hair kind of flying out. You look more relaxed. You got an open, you know, button shirt on. Do you have this problem when your hair gets too long, you get wings like on the side of your... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when I was a kid, I'd only get wings on one side of my head. So I look like one of those... You know how you watch those animation and the guy's got the hairdo off to one side? What were you watching? (laughs) I don't know. That was crazy nonsense were you watching. And that's one of the reasons I like growing my hair long because the wings finally fell. (laughs) Yeah. Finally, they haven't fallen yet, though. No, and also my wings are turning gray. I mean, they're really. They're uh, it's not just the wings. I'm sorry to keep correcting you and making you sound older. But. <laughs> so obviously, we were talking about this last week. I was in California, so I have to tell you about my Venice Beach visit. Oh yeah, you have to. Well, it's one of the it places sounds they so go. interesting. Okay, so it, for those of you that don't listen to the show regularly, um, I go to California every summer for I don't know a couple weeks in July and then other times. And then one of my favorite places to visit is Venice. I love Venice beach. It's like my favorite place. Um, I like the grit. I love that. It's constantly changing and not evolving, not to something better. No, but just changing. It's like, so one, one year or two years go by and it's, it's filled with all these posh people and they're buying up real estate. And then a couple of years later, poverty sinks back in and there's drug use and the newest oh, thing. Reach people can't have drugs. Well, different drugs, right? <laughs> some come in the needle form, some come in the batter form. And some come in the smoking form. Uh, well, that's just the whole state, right? The whole California is is now one huge, big Cheech and Chong movie. Hey man, it's the whole country now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that, but I think if you were to walk around the beach cities in California and then you were to walk around any other city in the United States, maybe other than like New York City, you're not going to smell marijuana everywhere, except maybe on Friday and Saturday night. But California, it's it's all over the... I mean, I was sitting in the backyard of my sister's house. She lives in Torrance. And all I could smell was marijuana because she lives pretty close to a hotel. And what they do is they rent all these hotels. I'm sorry. I have to take a step back. Okay. I heard the most insane story and it's about the marijuana. Are you ready? Uh, no, but go ahead. (laughs) So in California, during the pandemic, people were saying that they lost their jobs and had no place to live. Okay. And so what they did was they would put up people in hotels all over California. Have you heard about this? I haven't heard of, I've heard of it in different places, not specifically in California. I actually more so in New York. Now, I kind of get that. Okay. So all the lower income hotels, motels, you know, well, they were closed for the pandemic. Okay. People were staying at the Ritz Carlton. People were staying at Hilton's. People were staying at the most outrageously beautiful hotels and the government was flipping the bill. And when I mean government, California government. Yeah. They weren't getting full services though, were they? It doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I would like to stay at those hotels for no cost. (laughs) We, well, even without the service, they're beautiful. They got fountains and lights and they have. Well, you can, you can do that then. Gardens. I mean, they're amazing places to go visit. Just roll another pandemic out and lose your job and uh, be homeless and they'll probably take you in. So well, that seems like kind of a high trade off though. Okay. So this brings me back to my sister's story. So what they would do is bring in the marijuana and start smoking up in the hotel rooms, but technically they're not really supposed to smoke in the hotel room. Well, is so that, they open the of, windows. Is that tobacco or marijuana that you're I'm not allowed to smoke? I'm talking marijuana now. 
marijuana. No, but so, the, I mean, what are the regulations on smoking indoors? Is it just marijuana? I mean, is it any kind of smoking or is it just tobacco smoke? Because tobacco smoke, we don't smoke indoors because of the secondhand smoke uh, risk. I don't want to get into that. That's kind of crazy. That's no, a whole well, topic that no, no, can no, no, take no. a half hour because that bends me. That pisses me off. I think it's a genuine question though. Because the same thing. It's not the same thing. How, how different smoking, are they? The most toxic part of smoking is the paper and they both use paper. Well, that's not true. I guess not. I guess you have bombs. But and you have the, so here's things. the weird thing. Here's the crazy thing. Go ahead. You get way more tar from uh, marijuana than you do from cigarettes, but you don't get any cancer from the marijuana. So you'll breed worse. Why do you worse. say you don't get cancer from marijuana? That's just the science of it. You don't just don't. It's so there's a there's a carcinogen. Sounds like somewhere. a tobacco company a few years back saying that the tobacco wasn't cancerous. I think we have enough studies on it to, to know. Do this. we? But so, so that, <laughs> that's the funny thing is that it's bad for your lungs. They're, they're both bad for your lungs. Of course, yeah, the tar, the course. tar, the tar eventually leaves the lungs, but the cancer doesn't. So the question is, um, you know, is it is it the same? It's not the same, but should it be the same? Maybe it should be the same. I, I, from my point of view, uh, as I'm very selfish, maybe I'm being very selfish about this, but the reason I want smoking banned is because I don't want to smell it. Either one. Well, I'm glad I you don't said really that because care that so much brings about, me back to the hotel story. I don't care about the cancer. I'd rather have cancer than smell that crap. <laughs> Especially when I'm eating or on an airplane or something like that. It's just nasty. Okay, so that brings me back to the hotel rooms. So all these windows are open and there's just like marijuana keeps being blown out of these hotel rooms. So whenever you go near the hotels and my sister lives near one, all you can smell is weed. I mean, not like, oh, I can kind of smell some weed. Like, oh, I wonder, is someone smoking? No, it's like in your face, like get the whole family gets stoned in the backyard. I mean, well, just by sitting, hanging out back there. Whose fault is that? California. It's your sister's fault for living near a, a hotel. She should have been able to put all this together. You know, when 10 years or whenever she bought the house, yeah, like yeah, she eventually someday we're going to have a pandemic. Yes, eventually someday marijuana yes. is going to be legal and they're going to come together in this horrible cloud of smoke that's going to dump right on top of her. Oh my God. Wire beware. <laughs> so I you thought know, that was crazy. You are so sensitive, partly because... You're a rabid conservative and partly because you're a super sensor, super okay. smeller. I am not a, you see, I'm a super conservative. I didn't say, I was joking. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> I said rabid, by the way. You're a okay. rabid conservative. Well, that's like crazy. Crazy. Yes, man. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't even know what that is now. Crazy town. I mean, how, what, what is a rabid conservative? I mean, do you have to be a racist to be a rabid conservative or is that too far? Is that, is that, is that beyond the rabid conservative? See, in my mind, crazy conservatives are actually like the most wholesome people you'd ever know. For I don't example, even understand is, that. That doesn't make sense. Cause you're just saying, Oh, rabid dogs are the most wholesome dogs. You can ever want to get to know. They literally have rabies. Yeah, I get the, the terms <laughs> don't mix, but here's the thing is when I think of a, like a radical right wing person, I don't think to myself, some guy sitting in front of his house with a machine gun plowing down minorities. What I think of when I think of a crazy, like conservative person is boring for one, <laughs> very boring, Wow. stays at home, does very little. And when they what? do go out, it is like hunting maybe or um, to church 
or um, to some Bible study and they want no problem. They only want to live in a quiet neighborhood. They don't care what it is and they will call the cops on you for any reason. So forget parties. When I think of right wing crazy people, that's what I think of. These like over the top boring people. Hey, I think you, we have different, well, actually, I've already forgotten what the B was, but I think we have different definitions of rabid. By definition, you're not staying home and being quiet. No, and I get, I get that. I think the picture that you have of a crazy conservative, I don't really is what know. Most people think I don't know. What I don't it, think no, 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 no. You don't know what I think, and I don't even have Do really. It, it used to be a lot easier to know. I wouldn't say. Well, no, I would say rabid, like a rabid right wing person from the '90s or early 2000s, screaming and yelling and, and spit coming out as they yell. Well, just, not, maybe not. Quite. Yes, I guess technically that would be rabid. But it would be, it was easier to quote pigeonhole these people. Now I don't even know where the, long, the lines are drawn anymore. I wouldn't even have considered those people necessarily to be racist. I would say there are probably some racists amongst them, but I wouldn't have said that a core tenant of them would have been racist. And I don't know if that's true now. I, I don't even, I, it's like I said, it's just harder to understand where the, where the, well, the whole thing are. with the race thing since we're going that direction now. I could never understand why conservatives got pigeonholed as racists. Um, other than maybe the fact that a large number of conservatives own businesses and those businesses are majority white. I can see maybe there, but I've been to the South and I've been in the South in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties and in the last 20 years, at least a few times. And I have to tell you when I think of racism, I think of the South and I think of the conservatives down there and I think of liberals. That's that's what I've seen with my own eyes. Right. When I go into cons- what people would say, like conservative states with conservative people, I just don't see it. I don't see, and maybe because I'm a white guy, I don't see it. I'm not saying I have a large number of black friends because I don't, I only have a few. But my point is they generally are conservative also. And so I, I don't, and I just don't see it. I just don't see this black and white thing. I, I honestly don't. And um, I have Hispanic friends. And you're, and they tend to be more liberal. I can't think of one Hispanic friend I have that's not a liberal. No, you need to get more Hispanic friends because they are shifting to be more conservative. And I, I, I get that. And that's only because they're starting to become business owners over the last 25, 30 well, years. Well, part of it's that. I, I think also part of it is that they may have a higher uh, re- religiosity to, to them. which That and they're getting educated. At least in the old days would have, would have pushed them into conservatism. When, many years ago, once upon a time, when I was an educator, most of the Hispanic parents that I would come across, um, education was not a big priority. It was getting trained, making sure they had enough tools in their bag, so to speak, to be able to survive in the real world. Hey, hey, but hey, hang on a second. now are different. What if we did that today? What if instead of teaching kids whatever the hell we're teaching, what if they taught them actual skills that they would need in the real world? Well, then we what wouldn't be able that? to control them when they become adults. Maybe. <laughs> I think you're onto something. I think we should actually teach kids something that they might be able to use, <laughs> like shop classes. Or well, I use a sewing machine. Didn't learn how to use that I mean, in we talk high about school. BSA once in a while on here. I really think if you really want your kid to have the tools to handle any situation, whether they're working in a auto shop or they're running a Fortune 500 company, I really think that if you if you get your son or daughter involved with BSA, I think eventually they will get all those tools. Well, they get some of them. Yeah. I mean, they, we don't really teach them how to rape the land and, you know, uh, oppress their workers. <laughs> if you want to get ahead, those are really, those are key, uh, key instruments. 
Oh, and, and since I'm bringing up BSA, I, I, I constantly talk about BSA, Boy Scouts. BSA, BSA, BSA. Yeah, I do. But I just want to say, even though I'm not involved with anything with Girl Scouts, from my understanding and with my experiences as a kid with my sisters, it's a good organization as well. That's great. I don't know why I plug them, but I do want a warm up on my coffee. Super. What's a pony midnight dreary? Well, I was a pony weak and weary. A pony for the look so dreary. I got a suggestion that would make you cheery. It's gorgeous. They got floors with fishes and fairies, bubbles and berries, cats and canaries. So as you're looking for something a little unique, go to our website and go take a peek. That's G-O-R-A-G-E-O-U-S dot com. Gorgeous floor for the outrageous do you want to hear the rest of my uh, Venice story? Or you, there's for- more? Oh, my. Holy cow. Was How far in are we? All right. So we're back. I, we were talking about conservative liberals. I, I have to tell you. It's kind of dull, though. What happened in Venice okay, Beach? Okay. So Venice Beach is the opposite of conservative. They're very. If you're a conservative and you're living in that community, you're definitely an oddball. <laughs> so I want to tell you, I, I want to give a plus for the way liberals do things versus conservative things. All right. So this happened in Venice Beach. I thought it was awesome. So if you've been listening to the previous shows, I've been telling how disgusting Venice has been. Like it, when Venice was at its very worst in the early mid 80s, the smell of urine was everywhere. The smell of feces, human feces was the smell of Venice Beach yes. over the last six months or so. It was and the tents. And and then, of course, a couple of weeks ago, we started seeing fights going on and someone got killed, right? So the community in Venice said, okay, we let all these people camp out on our beach and chase away half the tourists. Um, But now they've killed somebody, so we better put a stop to it. And this is what they did. And I thought it was amazing. You ready? Sure. What they did is they went down. I don't know if it was police or who. They went down to all the homeless people that were camped out and using that beach and that walkway as their home. And they said, look at guys, here's a piece of paper. This is the date we're coming and we're going to be clearing this beach off. So you have to make sure your stuff is gone. There's nobody going to be allowed to stay here in a few weeks. So you better start moving on. So they pass that out and it's, it's not that big of a strip. It's like a little more than a quarter mile, maybe a half mile. Hmm. So they did all that. And then they came back the second week and they, passed out the same flyer again, said, hey, we were here last week. Just a reminder, next week, we are going to clear this out and nobody's going to be allowed to stay on this beach. And the people must have been talking, oh my God, where are we going to stay? Uh, some of them, you know, ah, screw you, you know, that kind of a thing. Anyways, they came back now two weeks later and they told everybody, hey, time to go. Now, of course, they had some resistance by a few, but generally speaking, because everybody had a warning and everybody didn't want to lose their stuff because literally people had like multiple shopping carts of stuff there. They were prepared. They were completely prepared to leave. And it was a peaceful, peacefully, everybody. I mean, not perfectly peaceful, but generally speaking, pretty peaceful way of getting people out of the beach. And I thought it was pretty nice. So when I went down there last Saturday, um, there was this little strip that was, you know, still a little congested with 10 people. But for the most part, everybody was gone. And now you could see the dead grass where they were before. But generally speaking, it was nice. It was very nice. Okay. But where did the homeless people go? 
Oh, into Los Angeles, I'm assuming. <laughs> so that didn't really solve the problem. No, it didn't solve so the problem. So this is actually a perfect example of how the liberals solve their problems by not solving the problem. Well, yes, of course. But I'm just saying is that I was trying to do a, a, po- a positive for the other side. Other side. So you are a conservative. Well, I'm in the middle, but the definitely middle. more on the conservative. Obviously, I'm more on the conservative side. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think you're a liberal. And we prefer that than drugs. And, uh, and cigarettes and so forth. I was a liberal, but I, I really liberal. feel like the liberals have moved in some weird socialistic direction. Only the ones on Twitter. And the Republican or conservative way of thinking has kind of shifted to a lot of the, I would say, Kennedy thinking, you know? Kennedy was not a particularly good president. So I'm not saying he was a good president. I said thinking. I, and, and I also don't think, I think it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the conservative conservatives are thinking these days. That's, that was my point earlier. Oh, right. I don't think there's a cohesive no. narrative, you know, no, down, in Tennessee, divide. down in Tennessee, the, the quote conservatives down there are deciding that the, their health, uh, their health department no longer can tell kids to get vaccines of any kind, which seems kind of strange. It's like, Hey, polio, let's get that. Let's bring that back. Comes up with me. I don't care about that because you want to know why? Why? Every state should be allowed to do what they think is best for their state. So like, for example, is when I go into Utah and once upon a time, you couldn't get alcohol in Utah. I I thought to myself, it's their state. I don't live here. I don't care. My point there, though, is that it, it would have been 30 years ago, just a tenant of conservative policy for the Republicans, like, say, George W. Bush Sr. W. Did I say W.? Walker, Herbert, I don't remember which is which now. The older one, <laughs> the one who ha- who's head of CIA. That, that would one. be George H.W. Bush. The older one. <laughs> he would have unquestionably, and his party would have unquestionably from all the way across the board said, yes, we absolutely support vaccination, vaccinations. And now it's 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 a, it, they've flipped completely, and it's a it's a bone of contention for some reason. And not just not I just don't think not, they have not a just problem with the vaccine. The problem is no, mandatory vaccine. No, well, they were saying that. So down in Tennessee, like I'm saying, they're they're saying their health department's no longer allowed to to talk about vaccines at all, any vaccine at all. And they've re, they've removed all. They are ordered to any any documentation that they send out about vaccines they have to take the head, their their uh, seal off of so it's no longer endorsed by the state of Tennessee yeah, that's a really stupid simple thing but i agree with you that's ridiculous but on the other hand if that's what they want to do let them that was the thing that everybody got pissed off about trump trump's i don't know that that's the kind about, of thing they should be let let i don't think that's necessarily something they should be let to, allowed to do okay and i hear liberalism the, the, the public health needs to have some level of authority okay and sanity. <laughs> I was about ready to say the whole thing with public health and Trump. Trump said, and for when this whole pandemic thing broke, he says, "Look, it. I'm letting the governors decide what's oh, best Jesus. for them." That was um, and, oh god. And I thought to myself because people were pissed off. I'm like, yeah, the states should decide what's best for their state. Why should? Massachusetts tell Arizona what to do. Okay, but that was a he, little he rainy did, state. He said with that a lot of he didn't say that precocious, from a, what? he didn't say that from a position of of states' rights. He said that as a position of getting himself out of uh, responsibility for it. It was that was one of the worst times as a president or as a federal government to stand back and let the states just fight it out amongst themselves. Who's going to get what supplies, and who? How are they going to deal with it? That was the, that was a time when we needed coordinated a coordinated effort, and that was a time they stepped back and basically abdicated power, abdicated their responsibility. I'm not disagreeing with you on that, but I am telling you, I honestly, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, that's cool, because now I don't have to do what Hawaii is doing. I don't have to do what, uh, like I said, 
Nine you know, times New England of, states I, where there's congestion and there's people and there's cars and, and we live in a state where my neighbors are quite a bit of distance away. Why should I have to go by the same rules as them? Nine times out of 10, if someone says, you know, let the states decide, I would be, I would be with you. This is the one time though. This is like the absolute one time that you don't say that. I understand your, your inclination there though. I'm just saying it was the wrong time to do that. And he did, he did it for purely for selfish reasons. So what do you think about the Venice beach thing? I think uh, it's terrible. I you think thought it was, that was a bad idea. I think it was, it was great that they cleared them out, but they didn't solve the problem. No. It, it's like having a, a sandwich that has gone off. Maybe the meat is no longer good and just smothering it in mayonnaise. It's not going to fix the fact that the ma- meat is bad and you shouldn't be eating it. <laughs> well, this is California, right? I mean, it's just like it's past the buck. It's past the buck to the next generation, past the buck to the next uh, town. It's uh, not just, just California. It seems like that's just the way we do things now is we don't really solve problems. We don't do sit down. Do you feel it's that way in Arizona? I think it's all, yeah, I think it's all over. I think it's, it's nationwide. I feel like it's turning like that in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in Arizona, if a situation is really bad, the churches in this community will step up and, and try to pick it up. For example, is if a church has an issue with um, like say their community, they're finding a, an area where tents are starting to pile up. The church will have their meetings outside of, you know, mass and they'll say, Hey, we got this problem in our community. We got to figure out a way to solve it. And they'll do fundraising. They'll ask for donations and then they'll put some kind of a program where they can help these people or something. But in California, it seems like even the churches don't care. Well, they've gotten rid of half of the churches in the last 25 years. But besides that, the churches seem to like yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the state wants to do or whatever the city wants to do, we're just going to go along with it. They're not going to solve the problem. Well, you can't really solve the homeless problem, church at a, one church at a time. You need, you need, you first you need I to I disagree have, with you. Totally. Churches have like uh, women's centers, homeless centers. Um, there's several in Phoenix. Okay. They, they, they might be able to, to re- reduce some of the symptoms, but they can't solve the problem. They can't change wages. They can't build affordable houses, or at least not citywide. Well, <laughs> a lot of the homeless problems we have is mental health. Do you agree with that? I don't know anymore. I know that used to be the case. Uh, I don't know what the statistics are now, though, because well, there are so many more homeless there are people. Some, you're right. So, for example, in San Francisco, a lot of those homeless people literally just got priced out of living. I mean, you just can't afford to buy a house there. Right. Maybe I'm thinking on a micro Micro here, is a great place to start, but which is where the churches are. Right, so you can't you get need, rid of churches. You can't like, for example, people are talking about, saying, Oh, you know, churches, we should take their tax exemption away. I'm like, name another organization that helps the community. Name one. NFL. <laughs> I think so. Well, much. they help their community of, you know, old you white they guys. They were a nonprofit one time to They me. are nonprofit. I just read that they're no longer. Bullshit. They, how do they get rid of that? It could have been NFL. How would you, why would they give up their nonprofit status? I think because they were starting to feel. <laughs> feel? Come on. The, the no, NFL feel? feel? Come on, feel give me a break. They were about ready to get slammed for it and they quickly moved over to it. Oh, it was me? I, it, it was it was my impression. No, but it was people like you were starting to I figure it out. bullying them? I was I bullying the NFL? <laughs> uh, so I just want to say. No. You know, the way. Quite, that, it was the, very nice to eat in Venice Beach. Without the odor of human waste? Yes. Wafting through the air? What about the marijuana? Um, surprisingly, it was very low. And you know why? No. Because Venice Beach, as nice as they were to those homeless people, they did it a little too late. And on a Saturday morning, which is usually packed, you cannot find a seat at this particular cafe I go to. Oh, 
there was only one other person there. They, there were no tourists. There were only locals and no tourists. That means all those businesses not only had to suffer all those months of homeless people and, and defecation in front of their businesses. Now, all of a sudden they cleared it out and guess what? Still no business. Oh my God. I have a perfect plan. Yeah. Okay. This is what you do to reclaim Venice for the Venetians. (laughs) You hire a bunch of actors from LA to come in during the week and pretend to be homeless. (laughs) And then you say, okay guys, we'll pay you, you know, whatever the rate is, but then you got to leave on the weekend. So the Venetians can actually have a nice quiet weekend because so the, the quote acting homeless will come in and drive out all the tourists and on the weekends, the Venetians can have their city back just well, to themselves. Well, that's never going to happen. Is that perfect? Actors what? stop going to Venice Beach. I used to see like. If Richard- you pay them, I think you'll probably get them back. <laughs> and I don't think With you're that gonna- money though, they could probably use it to solve the homeless problem. That's too much of a problem. I can solve it. I can solve it right now for you. Yeah. Soylent Green. What? Soylent Green. Did I not say that clearly? I have, I have no idea what that is. Soylent. Okay. Green. I don't know. What is, what? When did you grow up? Well, I grew do you up know in a, the 80s. Do you know a gentleman by the name of Charlton Heston? Well, yeah, of course. This is one of his finest films. That's a, that's the title of the film? That's the title of the film. You know what? I'm a film guy. And oh, my God. It's escaping That's me. embarrassing. I'm embarrassed okay, so, by you. All right. I can't be the only person that has no idea what you're talking about. Tell okay. I can understand about. someone under the age of 20 not knowing Soylent Green. Well, that's none of our listeners. <laughs> Except for maybe my daughter. She listens to the show. I have no idea it was, why. It was an amazing B-movie from the 80s. I don't know, 70s. I'm sorry, from the 70s, starring Charlton Heston. And it was one Charlton of those- Charlton Heston is in a B-movie. Come on. Charlton Heston is in a boatload of B-movies. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's a quite a few. Uh, Anyways, are you going to fill me in or what? I don't know. I, I think- I Am think I going to have to look it up until- This show is over. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the point of the movie- so. First of all, this was actually a surprisingly good movie. This is, I, I turned on expecting it to be terrible. Sounds like you watched it recently. it was pretty good. No, I've watched it like decades, ago, literally decades ago. Okay. Because that's how old I I'm am. I'm going to have to watch it this weekend. Yeah. Do you want to give it away? I, I can't understand how you even just, it, it's just part of the culture now. People talk about it all the time. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's like, on, a, it's like a reference. It's like not knowing Bugs Bunny. Oh, come on. Elmer Fudd. All right. Yes. Share. Do you want me to spoil it for you? Yeah. Just okay. Soylent Green. So actually this is the scary thing about this movie is it seems a little bit too close to what we have today. It's, it's a science fiction that's set in the future where the big corporation is controlling it, basically controlling everything. And there are a couple of elites literally living in the clouds above everyone else. And they're, they're having wonderful lives. And why, and there's Sounds this, like Star Trek. There's this picture. That's not, a, that's the exact opposite of Star Trek. <laughs> that's more like Star Wars. There's, and the masses are all living in the streets and just fighting over each other. And it's just a mess over there. Cause you know, it's been striated. This society has been striated so much. So they literally have nothing to eat, but the, the Soylent company has different flavors that they put out. And one of them, the most, the ones that everybody wants is Soylent green. That's the best one. Oh no. It's Soylent like that green, train, that train movie where at the end of the movie, they find out that the little slab of protein they've been eating is cockroaches, cockroaches. It's worse. Oh no. Soylent green. Is people. Oh, chewed up people? 
Yeah, they, 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 they basically, literally, they go through the streets with a backhoe. They go, they go, they go through the streets with a backhoe, picking up people and dumping them into dumpsters, and they basically process them into food. And this is the big corporate secret that Charlton Heston exposes. I gotta see to this no film. effect. I gotta see of course, I ruined it for you, but you know, no, no, it's not gonna ruin it for me. That's not where I thought there is a Star Trek though, where there's people that live in the clouds, isn't there? Oh, of course, there up. always is. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So Soylent Green. Not the blue. Don't get the Soylent Blue or orange. You want Soylent Green. That's the best stuff because that's got the good protein. That's nice. got the good human protein in it. All right. I'm going to go take a break so I can puke. Life getting you down. Is your head always drooping towards the floor? And then seeing your horrible floor just makes you feel that much worse? What to do? Don't change you. That's too much work. Change your floor instead. Go Rage's Flooring is happy, sunny, exciting, rejuvenating flooring. They make flooring fun again. Woohoo! Go Rageous Flooring. For one, you just can't bear to look at your old, horrible floor anymore. You'll be so happy, you won't ever look at your floor again. Whoopee. That's GoRageousFlooring.com. GoRageousFlooring. G-O-R-A-G-E-O-U-S.com. Did you watch the basketball game? Of course not. I don't even know. I, I Literally, until a few days ago, I didn't even know we had a basketball team. Come on. You've lived in Phoenix forever. How can you not know we have a basketball team? Why would I know that? Well, down the street, there's a giant basketball uh, painted on the wall, and it says Phoenix Suns above it. How about that? <laughs> okay. You've never noticed the... Uh, I, I have noticed that there are murals. Sometimes they include basketball players, but, you know, that's a normal thing. Basketball is a normal thing. I, I don't know. I just don't pay much attention to it. Now, that I feel being like, said, I feel like you're exaggerating a little I'm bit not, today. I'm not. You never, you never knew we had a basketball team. I probably at one point did, but it just does. It's not you important don't think to about me. It. it just completely just falls right out of my brain. I grew up watching basketball. It's like Soylent Green. Oh, geez. So I grew up in Phoenix watching basketball, and there's this old um, Herb Herb Alpert, and they played his music the beginning of every single Suns game and every time I hear the song I think ah Phoenix Suns you get triggered yeah and the gorilla do you know there's a gorilla <laughs> oh yeah I don't know, you I know, know how I like apes <laughs> oh, here's the thing I, I, I don't want to totally disrespect basketball this is my thinking okay. of basketball I'm not a big fan of any of the main sports that we have here in the United States football basketball bas- baseball baseball I think is just a waste of time Football is okay, but eh, it's a little bit overdone these days. Plus, the NFL is terrible. Basketball, though, of the main sports we have, and I'm not forgetting hockey. Well, I sort of am. Uh, basketball, though, is I look at that from an abstract standpoint, at least, and say, wow, that's actually a really interesting game. That is a really well-designed game. It looks exciting. Basketball. Yeah, it's, you know, it's well, really... it looks ancient to me, it's too. A, it's, a, it's a nice, small space. So you've got a bunch of guys that are really just digging, uh, going at it, well, that didn't sound right. Um, it's very, there's a lot of intense action there. I think yeah, it's a really well designed game something. as opposed to soccer. Soccer is like the exact opposite. That's soccer what I was say. is way too big and too boring. And they're just focused on getting well penalties. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I remember you talking a little while ago about soccer and that, that huge field and it's just so slow. So, so the way to fix that yeah. is to make it way smaller and let the people pick up the hand, the ball with their hands because we're humans and we have hands and put the net high up high. So now you turn soccer into something useful. Oh, that's basketball. So just soccer players pick up the ball. Well, weren't you the one that told me that soccer, the reason it, it's called football is because it's a game. 
that has people actually on foot instead of hooves. Correct. So I actually happen to watch, I don't normally watch sports, but I have no idea why I'm watching. I do know why, because I want to hang out with my friends and they're all watching sports. And so therefore I'm watching sports. (laughs) I watch the soccer game or football game as the Brits say, and it's England against Italy. And I watched the whole game from beginning to end with the exception of a couple of times when I got up to get chips, <laughs> uh, not British chips, American corn chips. Anyways, I was thinking about you and like, Ooh. he is right. This game is nothing but dr- I felt like I was watching a drama. Like I think about American football, right? Where you have like this 300 pound man going like 15 miles an hour into another guy's skull, cracks it. The guy falls on the ground, pops back up and goes, I'm okay. Back in the game. And then you watch the soccer game and some guy gets stepped on, on his, on his calf, which looks very, very painful. And he's crying like a baby, like a small child and rolling around and then limping off the the field only to 15 minutes later, walk on as if nothing had happened. I'm not, I'm sorry, 15 seconds later. That's what drugs will do for you. It is. Oh, that's another thing in football. You ne- when someone gets hurt, you never see any drugs. Every time a football player, soccer player, I'm sorry, soccer player. Yeah. The name is called soccer. Let's yeah, not pretend that it's, it's anything else. Hanging around Brits. You start to get stupid Brits. Well, that'll show you. <laughs> The thing is with the football, um, shit, did it again. The thing is with soccer. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I also, you got, you said shit on the show. That's amazing. I don't like using You're breaking out of language, your shell. You're I becoming a liberal. <laughs> I hope not. It's too late. It's happening. You're watching, you're watching soccer. I mean, what more, what, how worse oh can it God, get? How much worse can right. it get? Okay. You know, I'm going to have to go hang out with my hunter friends. Hunter. <laughs> Let's go do some hunting. I forgot what I said. Oh, here's the thing. Every time a player gets, not only is he crying like a little baby, they bring over some spray and they start spraying the injury. I know that's got to be some kind of a Novocaine. I don't know what that is. Skin. Where in American football, the, oh, I'm a little hurt. You sure it's not Windex? spray something on me so I don't feel the pain anymore. You sure it's not Windex? <laughs> I thought that was supposed to fix everything. Oh, my Greek friends would agree with you with that. <laughs> so it, did, did it seem a little dull gameplay wise? Well, it wasn't dull because I couldn't get over the drama. It was like watching comedy. I literally was started laughing. I'm like, that wow. guy is crying over that. I've, I've, I've fallen off bikes and like, you know, my gal's with me. I stand up. I'm like, uh, nothing happened. You know, no big deal. You know, and I'm literally bleeding, pouring, you know, pieces of my skin are hanging off. I'm smiling. No big deal. Nothing. And these guys are in front of millions of the whole world is watching. Well, not the whole world. Literally the whole world. Excuse Africa, me, every continent watching. is watching. It's the, it's the end. These are the end games. And the whole world is watching. And what happens? They're crying like little babies on the field. That's pretty embarrassing. I know. For, on the other hand, yeah. do you want me to come over there and kick you in the shins? No, I'm not how, saying, you know how that not feels? saying they were in pain. And I'm not saying that they weren't worthy of crying. I'm just saying is that they're men man up. They're not, they're not men. They're soccer players. So you, right, let's go back to the basketball. So that happens. <laughs> oh no, li- let's please, let's go from soccer back to basketball. Well, we got to cover all the bases, uh, basketball, American football. And anyways. And the Tour de France. Oh, we talk about that. No, we talked oh, about that you last suck. week, I think. Anyways. So with basketball, there's a little bit of a drama, right? Right. So they get fouled and they, oh my God, I got fouled. I, granted, they probably really got hurt. They don't cry though. They do not cry. And if they do cry, I, I, I legitimately feel that they got like one, one, there was one 
spot where one of the players got, it was, seemed to me obviously a big finger in the eye, right? He was like twitching. He's going up to get his free throw. You know, he's like pretending like it doesn't bother me. You can see his eye twitching. He's obviously in pain, just brushing it off. And I'm thinking, I'm watching the basketball thinking three days ago, if that was a soccer player, he would literally be crying. The whole game would be stopped. Well, he probably was crying because he got jammed in his eye. So tears are one way to, to get stuff out of your eye. Okay. Anyways. But that's like a reason to cry. Now, I want to caveat everything I've said. I love playing soccer. I love playing American football whenever I get the Don't chance. Don't say American and football, I love playing you communist. Basketball. I love playing these games and I love going to an arena and watching these games live. But on TV, I don't get it. With the camera zooming in on, on certain things, I just don't get it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I'd rather play video games. Tell me about your video game stuff. There's, I think there was something you were telling me about the other day that was bug. I don't, you know, I think it's kind of funny. You're pretty level-headed. I got a little, oh yeah, me. Well, I don't know. You you don't get ex- as excited as I get excited about things, but something you kind of triggered you. Well, I'm not from California, so. Well, neither I'm am I. I'm a little bit more mellow. You are totally from California. <laughs> you keep saying that. You're right. I you keep saying it. Well, I've lived there a long time. Anyway. Off and on. Yeah, you want to, it triggered me a little bit. I don't know. Apparently, gaming is, I don't know if you want to call racist, but it's divided because only 53% of the people are male. What's the other? Female, like 47% female. It's not transgender things going on here. Oh, what? You know, actually, <laughs> that's, that was a good point. I remember looking at that and saying, where's the 1%? There should be 1% here. <laughs> I, th- I really thought that's where you're going with this. But the study, this stupid study, you know, it's. It, I'm going to quote it here. Um, it's not as racially diverse as it's supposed to be in the code is the difference can be attributed to myriad factors, including gatekeeping, which I don't know what that means, representation, which I don't know what that means, and the class divides that keep gaming a fairly expensive pastime out of the hands of many, which that's the part that really kind of got to me because gaming is really very inexpensive when you consider it. You can go and buy an Xbox, a used Xbox for less than 300 bucks, which is a big investment, but then you buy a handful of games for another you know, 50 or 60 bucks and you have years worth of gaming stuff that you can do. That's it's funny. not like I never thought of it that way. Oh yeah. It's, it's a pretty small investment. I mean, you're cause you're right. Cause with sporting gear, you, you have to get new gear at least every year or at least every other year. Cause it wears out and you got to fix it. It's like cycling is a way more expensive. There's not, I, I guess maybe running is the only thing that is even closely the same. Well, I going back to soccer, that is what, the only thing I like about soccer one ball is all you need to buy and then you're good for years and, and lots of people can play. It's a game of the, of the masses, right? Well, as long as you have some place, some place to play it. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure if the same person wrote this, wrote this article, they'd be talking about soccer, about how it's an elitist game because you need open space and you know, people in the, in the so hood the don't have the open that space. Triggered you though? What was the exact thing? I think it was the expense uh, and also the idea of what the hell's gatekeeping and, and representation. These things don't mean anything. I don't know what they're trying to say here. Well, it's think, bad. It's just bad reporting as I, usual. I'm not sure, but I think my, my son does gatekeeping a little bit. Oh, does he keep black people out? Is that, is no, he why only no, 8% of black people, people are involved call, in gaming? He has these people that they call toxic, right? So they'll come into a game and they'll break the rules and they have foul language. And so he will either leave the game or start a new game and not let that person into the game. These people have like servers, right? I mean, you play games. It depends on the kind of time of game, what kind of game you're playing. Well, tell me. Okay, you, well, obviously you're a gamer. I just goof around on it once in a while and the kids are in the, in the living room. I play Halo 
and that's a great example. You can literally buy for thirty dollars. You can buy four of the Halo games, or maybe it's five of the Halo games, all bundled together, and that's years of con- anyway. Uh, the way I play online with my friends, um, we can report people, but it doesn't really do any good. We just choose not to play with them on our team. And occasionally when we see other people that we don't want to play, we'll just quit out of the game. Oh, so you're a gatekeeper. <laughs> so does that make you a racist? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Does it? Because I don't want to play with bad people or so there are two p- types of people I avoid online. Um, either people that are just nasty human beings. And there are a lot of that in gaming because there are a lot of those in, in the real world. And people who are just so much better than me that I literally won't be able to get up out of like, I won't be able to spawn without being destroyed. Oh, right, right, Like right. The, the score will literally be 10 to 100. Well, why do you think they even wrote this article? I mean, do you think it was just to get attention or? Who knows why reporters do what they do? <laughs> you, you know, when uh, you watch like these movies and like the reporter gets all mad because he's put on some kind of a fluff story, like a cat stuck in a tree or a sick dog or something like that. And they get all mad. I always wonder why people make up this, you know, do these articles on stuff that once you actually read the article, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Why am I wasting my time? I was getting mad at that reporter. Part of it is this fetish that everything, every part of our lives, every aspect of humanity has to be exactly representative of our culture, of of our uh, racial divisions in our culture. Like if there are 13% of Americans are black, then 13% of black should be everywhere. They should be in the military, they should be in the politics. They should, you should always see complete, absolute representation of the quote racial divides in whatever population you're looking at. So in gaming, they only saw 8% of gamers in America are black, whereas 13% of Americans are black. Well, gaming seems like one of those things. It's the great neutralizer, right? You can't see who you're playing. So how do you know what color their, the ha- what happened, the tone of their skin happens to be or the color of their hair? How do you even know that? Well, once I start talking to them. Well, how can you tell? Uh, you can pick up on their intonations. I mean, race and culture are things that you that come out through. They know who I am when I'm talking. They make they make fun of. They make fun <laughs> they're of merciless. Yes, they're merciless on me. Oh, they? part of this might be because my name is Noble Kitty Cat. <laughs> <laughs> that has that has something to do with it. Have you ever considered change your name? I changed it to that. Oh. <laughs> what because was it I like the idea. It doesn't matter what I like the idea that when on the screen, when it shows, it'll give a little um, pop up that says you were just killed by noble kitty cat. <laughs> How does that, that feel? All about? How does that feel? Okay. So that's funny. You said the guy that. who just shot your skull off. Once upon that a, was noble kitty cat. <laughs> Once upon a time, you know, someone called you gay and that they do piss, that all the time. That could piss you off. It doesn't piss me off at all. It, well, it did when I was in middle school. Say, hey, you're I gay. Understand I'm that. like, I'm not gay. Yeah, I get that. So, one of the things I used to say to kids that would say that I'm like, so uh, how are you going to feel when this gay guy kicks your ass? <laughs> and they would look at you like they didn't know what that meant, you know. And I, I used to think to myself, um, not only is this guy an ass, but he's not very intelligent either. Right. Well, that that kind of goes hand in hand. I suppose. (laughs) Anyways, so what was the other thing that triggered you about it? Was that Uh, Just the general, I guess, the idea that it's expensive, which is stupid. uh, And the idea that there's some kind of obvious systematic uh, systematic racism going on. You know, show me where that is. You you don't don't just speculate. It might be something called gatekeeping or uh, what else did they say? I don't remember what the other thing was. 
um, representation. I don't know what that means, but you sh- they're just speculating. They don't have any details as to why. They're just saying these are the statistics, and obviously because it's not exactly well, the I same. I wonder as- how they can even get those statistics. Like I said, okay, oh, so you, you know, said they- by their voice. Do they? How can you tell the color of someone? through a game what if they never talk okay well I, I i'm not they're not going based on my rec, my uh, observation they're going based on uh data that they can collect through places like facebook and xbox and playstation there are places where you can gain this data do you so when you sign up for a game does it ever tell you what ask you what nationality you well are? here's the thing yeah on xbox live yes that's attached to my um microsoft account oh so and they have a picture they know there. everything they do know everything. Even if I don't give them all the information, they will be they will be able to put as for instance, I pay with my credit card. So now they have access to all my they can go to the credit card company and get my whatever information they want from the credit card company. Even if I don't give Microsoft my address, they can get it from the credit card company. Yeah. And if they you know, if I'm posted anything on Facebook about it, well then they they can cross reference me with I know you're a little paranoid about very paranoid. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Uh, I know you're a little paranoid about how much you think Facebook is spying on you. I don't think you have any idea. I really don't. Oh, you think it's worse than I, I think? I think it's way worse than you have any imagination. Uh, I got to tell you a story. I'll tell you next time, but about how I was talking and five minutes later, it popped up. Five minutes later, it popped up on my screen. We, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. And I, and I and what was scarier wasn't that it wasn't listening to you. It was because of where you were and who you were next to. Okay. So I'm almost out of coffee, that, but I wanted, I wanted to say one little thing about my telephone. Your smartphone, it you It is mean? so liberating to leave my house with all the electronics behind me. And wearing a mask. I feel like I'm invisible. Like I, I am, nobody knows who I am. I have a mask on. I I know people are like, why are you still wearing a mask? Because, you know, most of my friends tend to be a little more on the conservative side. I'm like, the cameras, man, the cameras, man, they're all over the place. You're in your cameras. So I can walk out and I feel like I'm like this free spirit. No phone. Nobody knows who I am. Like I said, I can even wear the dark shades with my mask. I got my hat on, like the one you kind of, my California hat, I you, guess. You got to be careful though, because if you if you go too long, more than a few hours, Facebook's going to think you're dead. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm so sorry why I drank this coffee so quick, but I'm completely Wow, it done. just goes right through you. Yeah. You think this house is made of coffee? <laughs> Can we talk next week? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thanks, Christopher. Bye-bye. Bye, James. Heatstroke is brought to you by Markers in Motion. Audio engineer, Christopher Furman. If you'd like to contact Heatstroke, go to heatstrokepodcast.com. Won't you come on out? The sun is out. The sun is out. So bright. Don't Won't you come on out? It's making light. Light and bright for you. Don't you see me? Peek-a-boo. Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want yes. is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. One. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's made from pink up brown. Make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very hot. Coffee. Hi, this is Christopher, as you might have guessed. I wanted to let you know, if you have a 
fabulous idea for a podcast, but never knew how to really get going on it, you should contact Margaret's in Motion. How it works is you show up to their studio. The mics are set up. There's computers that do the recording for you. When the podcast is done, they have an editor for you. And the great thing is once you get it to sound the way you like it, they do the broadcasting for you. They make sure that it is found on all the major podcast outlets. And on top of that, they create a website just for your podcast. It's an easy and fun thing to do. And it's all right here in Phoenix, Arizona. So if it's something that you think you can do and you'd like to do and you have a fabulous idea, contact Markers in Motion. That's info at markersinmotion.com. Hey, you have a wonderful day.